If you're ready to start living your dream life and being your most authentic self, but you're tired of overcomplicating it, you're in the right place. My name is Caitlin Burns. I'm an entrepreneur, actor, content creator, and certified holistic health coach. And here at the Uncomplicated Podcast, we take a well-rounded and welcoming approach towards self-development. With topics ranging from quantum physics to ugly crying, you'll have a soft place to land here. It is your right to feel good again. So let's uncomplicate it. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Uncomplicated Podcast. I'm Caitlin. If you're new here, hi, welcome. What's up? Happy to have you. Happy to meet you. Welcome to the family. If you're returning, hey, welcome back. I see you. I love you. And you are awesome. Okay. Today is episode 10 and we are celebrating that with a Q&A. We're, we're celebrating double digits. Double freaking digits. I'm It's crazy that we're already at 10 episodes. I can't believe that. Like I feel like I just started doing this and it doesn't fully feel real yet and it's so funny because it's really it's, you know, we've we've been growing faster than I expected to, and I'm not mad about it. Um, am I a little freaked out by it? Yeah. Do I want to keep getting freaked out? Yes, because discomfort is the way that we grow. And even just starting this podcast was super uncomfortable for me. Like, I had the idea to start a podcast, I don't know, like a year or two ago, and I was like, yeah, I'll do that someday. Yeah, 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 I'll do that. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 sometime at some point. And I just like, I don't know. I had so many, so many opportunities and I never did until I did. But do you know what? We, we really can't be kicking ourselves in the butt over what we didn't do. We just got to focus on what we can do from here on out. It's never too late. It's literally never too late. So anyway, today we're doing a Q&A. I asked y'all to answer some questions or not answer some questions I'm answering the questions you asked them I'm answering them and you provided which is so exciting I put on my Instagram story yesterday um and we got a lot of questions some of them are pretty similar to each other um I'm gonna try to answer them all I'm not sure how long this episode is gonna be but it can really be however long it wants to be so that's good um but yeah, thank you so much to everybody who asked questions. And if you guys like this style of an episode, let me know and we can do more stuff like this moving forward. I also have been thinking about how fun it might be to have y'all write in with like like manifestation success stories or just like almost do like an advice column situation. I don't know. Like if you guys have ideas, please let me know. I love hearing from you. It's so cool to talk to y'all and to get to kind of like put profile picture faces um, to your names and stuff like that. It's just so, it's so close to community. It is community. It's online community. And um, I hope to one day have some in-person offerings too. But Anyway, I'm going off on a little tangent here, just mainly based in gratitude. Um, where I'm at right now today so that we can drop into the energy and kind of connect on a, a level is, um, where am I at today? Honestly, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, Thanksgiving in the U.S. is coming up this coming Thursday. 
Uh, and tomorrow is the day that, or I guess the day that you're listening to this, Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, by the way, if you're listening to this on the day it came out. Um, I am probably, as you're listening, on my way to go pick up some Thanksgiving pies with my family. There's a tradition that um, my grandfather started years ago where we go to this, he goes to this, like, or went to this specific country store. Um, it's a bit of a drive, so it's always like an adventure. It's a yearly adventure. We go um, and we pick up pies for all of our family and friends and loved ones. Like everybody puts in an order. Um, they're like, I want a cherry pie. I want a blueberry pie. I want an apple pie. And we go and we get like this massive, like three cart fulls of pies and we take them home and then I go deliver them with my mom to the family Um, because that's what my grandfather used to do we called him judgy that is Polish for grandpa Um, and he just absolutely rocked and my mom wanted to carry on his tradition and so that's what we do and I get to go do that with her and I'll carry it on and it's the traditions are never going to die so that is just awesome. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow. Um, my emotional state, feeling a little bit emotionally vulnerable. Not going to lie. Um, I don't know what it is. Well, yes, I do. Haha. <laughs> um, but I've just been sitting with like a lot of emotions recently and like letting things come up and, and feeling them all and, and facing stuff and just remembering like, that's part of the human journey. That's part of the hu- healing journey. I was going to say huge journey. <laughs> I don't know why. That's part of the huge journey. Life's a huge journey, man. But like it really is. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just it's never going to be all up. Sometimes it's going to be down and sometimes it's going to be in the middle. And that is the give and take. That's the balance of life. And like no nobody's lives look perfect. Like no influencer that you see online no I don't know person whatever that you might see like is is only what they portray themselves to be online and that is just the truth and you know it's the truth because you know it's true for you right so it just is what it is we have to remember like real life happens offline but basically what I'm saying here is like I I I cry a lot I'm in teen cry every day. I think I've said it before on this podcast. <laughs> and it's it's like such a beautiful thing to be so in touch with my emotions. Like I'm so grateful for that. Like I'm a very sensitive person. And I'm sure a lot of people listening identify with being a highly sensitive person. And we can use that as a superpower. We can use that to our advantage. And um, it really is a powerful thing to be able to tap into your emotions. So when they come up, when feelings arise, like let yourself feel them. Um, you're, you're not weak for feeling emotional. Um, actually wasn't that one of the most recent episodes was called feel your feelings. So if this is resonating with you right now, then after this episode, go over and check out that one because, um, it was a really potent message that came through on the importance of feeling our feelings and the way that that helps us to heal. So go check that out. If that's something that sounds like it would resonate with you. Um, any more announcements? Oh, I am now taking one-on-one coaching clients. Finally, another thing where we're talking about getting on the other side of our comfort zone and getting a little uncomfortable, I am offering one-on-one sessions that you can book single session or you can book four packs of sessions. If you book a single session and you love it, you want to continue, you can go on to book a four pack. You can 
book single sessions weekly, biweekly, however you want to do it. It's kind of a choose your own adventure situation right now. Um, And we have a consultation. We'll have a 30 minute free consultation first just to make sure that we're a good fit to work together, that, you know, I am equipped to help you with what you're moving through. It's not therapy. It's not um, a mental health service. It's a coaching service. I have my certificate from, I have my certification from IIN. So that is a program that I did last year and I learned a lot and I feel finally ready to step into this coaching seat. I always knew that it was something that, was a part of my path and that was going to be a way that I could serve my community that we're building here but I just wasn't sure when and recently I just got the call to to do it to freaking send it so we are sending it and yeah if you're interested in working with me if it's something that you've wondered if you were able to do you are the link will be in the show notes it's also in the um the bio of my Instagram, Caitlin A. Burns, C-A-I-T-L-Y-N-A-B-U-R-N-S. So without further ado, let's get into these questions because a lot of them are juicy. We're starting off with a kicker. This was, I think, the first question that I got, um, which is how to deal with spiritual burnout. And that resonated a lot with me. And what I take spiritual burnout to mean from this question is feeling like you've just done all of the things you've you've participated in all of the you know trendy things maybe we've seen online of like what spirituality is or you know like every day you're just asking for a sign or every day you're pulling tarot cards or every day you're just like searching for the meaning and you're just digging super deep and you're doing really long meditations and and you're just like kind of feeling like burnt out like like you've been forcing it maybe like for me personally it felt like I was kind of just going through the motions when it kind of hit me and I felt my own form of spiritual burnout where I was like what am I even doing and what am I doing this for and I think that that is a great way to deal with the spiritual burnout it's to a know that it's literally okay to put it on pause your whole life is a spiritual journey not every waking moment needs to be a lesson to be learned not everything that happens to you needs to be something that you draw meaning from right away so like if if shit is hitting the fan sometimes shit just needs to hit the fan and you need to let it hit the fan and you need to feel it and like lean into the chaos if you know, moments arise where you maybe decide to fall back into an old habit or an old pattern or go back to a situation that you know ultimately isn't good for you. It's it's okay. Like I'm not advocating for you to just like go and like throw everything into the fire. <laughs> um, but sometimes we need to let things burn and we need that contrast of not having the spiritual things in our life. Sometimes we need the contrast of not just being positive all the time and learning a lesson from like 
shitty things happening like sometimes they just happen and we have to get angry like let yourself feel however it is you're feeling with this spiritual burnout whether it's exhaustion whether it's anger whether it's resentment jealousy whatever it is sit with that let yourself feel it and know that there is absolutely no shame in it I think that like the online spirituality community whatever that like we often get tangled up in and that I personally got tangled up in made me feel like it wasn't okay to not be on all the time like it wasn't okay to not be on a high vibration all of the time and I literally like I stopped listening to certain kinds of music I stopped eating certain kinds of foods like I was mad strict about it and I do think again like where it's kind of like a pendulum like it swings all the way one way right so it swings all the way to that super like intense I am spiritual. This is how I do it. And then like it swings all the way. It's for me, it's it swang, swung, swinged. <laughs> what? It swings itself all the way to the other side of chaos. And like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to constantly be in this whirlwind of am I doing this right and let me do this all perfectly because oh my god it's exhausting it's so tiring to just want to be perfect all the time and you don't have to be you will not be any less spiritual if you listen to trap music you like you will not be any less spiritual if you eat a burger like I am so oh I can't believe that I got so wrapped up in that and like it's okay because it was all part of the journey and whatever but like I needed I think I needed to go through that to realize that I didn't need to do all of that and when we realize too that all that matters truly is the intention and the energy behind the things that we're doing we realize like we can literally do less like it's like how they say work smarter not harder I think the same kind of goes for this it's like if you're doing a ton of stuff that you consider to be part of, you know, your spiritual daily routine, right? And you're finding you're just going through the motions. It's not serving you. It's actually stressing you out more than it's bringing you the joy that it's meant to bring. Then you don't have to do so much. You don't have to like take a break. Take a break, please. Find the things that work for you right now and just do those things. And if those things start to feel like they're burning you out too, try something different. It doesn't have to look the same every day and it doesn't have to be so deliberate every single day. Just like stay in alignment with at least like what resonates with you and what doesn't, right? And like if you're noticing something doesn't, you don't have to be like, oh no, I'm I'm not spiritual anymore. I'm messing it all up. Like it it's just an awareness of oh this doesn't feel very good okay cool noted and then when we take all that weight and all that assigned meaning off of it it's like it doesn't have this power over us anymore to be such a negative thing it just is everything just is right I say that a lot but everything just is it doesn't have to be so intense um, so on your spiritual journey, it's going to look differently as you go on. You might start off super gung-ho and then quote-unquote fall off, but you're not falling off of anything. You are right aligned on your path. You're right aligned on your path. And that's that. Sometimes what you're looking for is right in front of you, but you're so, like, f you're forcing it so hard that, like, you can't see that it's there. And literally that just hit me because I'm looking at 
all of my winter scarves right now sitting in front of me. The other day I was tearing my room apart looking for my winter scarves. And they're hanging up in plain sight. And I just realized it right now at this moment. They're right there in front of my face. And the other day I'm like, where are my scarves? Where is my super suit? If you know that, if you know that movie, you should DM me. Um, anyway, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. I hope that's like what you're talking about. And like, just know that there is no right or wrong way to do your spiritual journey. Please, the things that resonate with you, resonate with you. The things that burn you out and the things that don't, you don't have to do them. Maybe in a year, those things that made you super like burnt out are actually going to fill your cup. But if they're not filling your cup right now, that's a sign you got to take a break. Just like with anything else. You're never taking a break from your spiritual path because literally that's your life is your spiritual path. I promise you, I promise you, you will always have, you will always be guided. You will always, always deep down know in your intuition when it's time to start something and when it's time to stop something and introduce something new and let go of something and all of that. Like you will know, just set the intention that to know that you will know <laughs> and um, do what feels right. Okay. Next question. I like, I like this one. It's what's love according to you. That is so sweet. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, honestly. Um, I think that love is unconditional. I think that love is something that's constant and I think that it's something that remains there. Like I'm thinking love in general. I'll get into like love. I'll, I'll talk first, I guess, about like romantic love, I guess. And then I'll talk about like love in general um no I'll talk general first because that's what I want to do so um in general I was actually thinking about this I think yesterday um I was just sitting in my bed and I had everything shut off no devices no like phone I closed my book and I was just sitting and I was just thinking and I was breathing and I was like shit all I am is love like all we are is love all we have is love and all we can come back to is love. So love according to me is like everything. When you get to the absolute core of it, everything's stripped away. All of the judgment and the shoulds and the human conditions of this is how you're supposed to do it. This is the way the world works. When you like get rid of all of that, like all those rule books and all of the way that like life is supposed to look on paper, I think that all it is is love. Like at our core, we all just want to feel love and to be loved and to know love and to have love, to receive love and to give love. I think it's like the meaning of everything. Love is... like unspoken almost like it's it's the only constant also change I think change is also one of the only constants um but I think it's like the purest form of of energy um romantically I think it's it's unconditional it's not a should it's not like a performance it's not um I don't know it's not it just feels like um safety it feels like 
being seen. It is being home. You know, it's like a feeling of being at home. And it's not... It's not controlling. It's not like binding. It's just unconditional. It's like seeing something or someone and it's acceptance. Whoa. That's what I think it is. I think love is radical acceptance. Yes. That feels right. That's my answer. I think it's acceptance. Like the purest form of it. Non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. Can I talk? Yes. Non-judgmental radical acceptance of yourself or of someone else. Okay. Next question is from the same person. Is confessing the feelings better than holding them in within ourselves since they like someone else? Okay. This is like a I, I glanced over the questions before recording, but I wanted this to be like a super raw uh, answering. So I'm just reading them now. And what I'm gathering from this question is, is it like, should I confess my feelings for someone when I know that they like someone else? Is it better than holding it in? Um, good question. I think this is going to depend on your relationship to that person and the situation I think every situation is different if they're like in you know a committed loving relationship um I don't know that it is and this is just my opinion from my own personal experience I don't know that it is going to be in anybody's best interest to share that Unless this person is giving you reason to share that. Like if they're in a relationship, but they are like giving you breadcrumbs and they're kind of maybe leading you on or they're giving you hints and they're kind of like seeming like a little bit not super faithful. Like that's one thing. And I think that should be discussed. Um, on the other hand, you're it's looking like they just like someone else. Like you know that they're into someone else. Maybe they talk to you about being into that someone else. Um, again, like I really think this depends like person to person. So what I want to give you right now is um, like an invitation to like sit with that. Consider this relationship that you have to this other person and ask yourself, is it worth not worth. I don't want to say worth. Do I shoot my shot or not? Um, and like trust your intuition. I know that might be like wicked lame advice. Like just trust your intuition. Um, but like it's just I think it's important to be aware of the dynamic and of the situation with the other person. And if you if you're friends with them and you feel like you can't continue being friends with them because it hurts too much, share that with them and tell them and maybe they'll reciprocate the feelings. Maybe they won't. Um, but if, you know, they're your friend and you feel it would be best for you to tell them, do that. If it's something that you feel like you can keep going on with, um, with still having them in your life and not sharing it and it and it, it doesn't like freak you out share it to not share it then like let it be see how your feelings change I would say like 
continue to give it some time. Like, I don't know how long it's been, but just go easy with yourself. Give yourself time and um, you're gonna know. You are gonna know whether it's best to tell them or not. Um, but honestly, like, if they just like someone else, I don't know, like, just shoot your shot. Be like, by the way, I have feelings for you. <laughs> like, I don't know. If it's something that you can't contain, can't hold in, it's not going to, like, mess up their relationship with anybody else. They're, you know, they're still single, whatever. Tell them. And if hearing me say that just now makes you shrivel up inside in a way that is like, oh, my God, I horrible gut feeling. No, then then don't. But if it's like butterflies or excitement, then maybe like those feelings inside like that is your intuition right there. So like ask yourself questions about how you would feel and then like notice how you feel in your body about that and like what comes up for you and you're, you'll find your answer there. That goes for anything with listening to your intuition. Um, okay, this question is about procrastination. Do you ever procrastinate a lot at times? If then, how do you deal with it? I have made a habit of it now. I totally feel you. Oh my gosh. And I totally get it. Currently behind me sitting on my bed is a pile of laundry that I have yet to put away. Um, I think a lot of us, most of us can identify with being a procrastinator, habitual procrastinators um and it's 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 such a cycle I what I've noticed in my own life and how to overcome it is recognizing that with procrastination it's like the more we put something off the more it feels the harder it feels like it would be to do in actuality the thing the task is always the task no matter whether you do it right away or you do it in a month, the task is the task. Now, yes, like maybe some things, the more we put them off, genuinely, the more, the harder they will get because they might, you know, emails pile up or, you know, we have to cram in an essay the night before that we could have worked on um daily, like built up daily. Like, yes, sometimes the task does get it's going to be a little bit harder the later that we do it. But knowing that is literally, for me at least, it's never really been inspiration to not procrastinate. Like it's never like knowing like, oh, it's just going to be harder for you if you don't do it now. That just makes me want to do it even less right now because then I start freaking out about it. So I think that like noticing that a lot of the times we're building up all of this energy around this task and it, it's just like recognizing like it, it's just the task. All it is is the task at hand and removing all of the weight that we've assigned to it and all of the shame we've given ourselves every time because humans, we're actually addicted to shame. There's this cycle in, I, I read about this somewhere where it's like the shame cycle where we don't do something, we feel shameful for it, and then the brain gets like addicted to those chemicals and we keep just like swiveling back around and back around and back around. And so just like taking it easy on yourself and knowing that like this is literally 
chemicals. This is literally science. Like you are not a shameful person. You are not a lazy person. You are not a bad person. And this is not indicative of like your worth. The fact that you haven't done this thing yet or the fact that you've made procrastination a habit. Like you first step is like removing the guilt off of yourself. And that just like takes already takes off I think so much of the weight off of the task at hand because it's like it feels like I'm not even worthy of doing this anymore right like we might feel like oh I just feel so guilty now like I'm not even the kind of person who can do this like now I just feel stupid or now I just feel dumb or now I just feel lazy and it's like you are just always you and the task is just always the task and the fact that you haven't done it yet doesn't mean you couldn't do it like literally right now um, so that's like the energetics behind it and the, those like subconscious stuff behind it. I think like physical, actual, applicable, sustainable, like things that we can assign to procrastination is like, what if I just did a little bit of it right now? I'm not going to put my like pressure on myself to get it done right now, but I'm just going to say like, what if just for the next 10 minutes, I'm just going to set a timer and for 10 freaking minutes, I am just going to like sit down and do the thing. Then when the timer hits, I don't know, I, I can be done. Even if the task isn't done, like taking away that all or nothing mindset is so helpful because then it seems like less daunting and we can kind of break it up into chunks and into sections. And then that that will become a habit. It It's hard to break a habit. I know. And it takes time. They say it takes 21 days of replacing an old habit with a new habit to create that new habit and actually have it stick. I think replacing the habit of procrastination with something else is going to serve you better than just saying, I need to break my habit of procrastination and then just like not knowing where to go from there. Replacing the habit, look at it as replacing the habit of procrastination with doing things in chunks, <laughs> like doing things for 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes, set a timer, tidy up your room just for 10 minutes and then when you're done, you don't have to tidy anything else and you do that every night before you go to bed. Your room's going to be pretty damn clean by the end of the week. And starting something is often the hardest part. And we're, well, you might find that after those 10 minutes are up, you're like, this honestly isn't that bad and I can absolutely finish it right now. And that that happens a lot. Like for me, like sitting down to do something, it just seems like this huge hurdle to jump over. Like, oh my goodness, but so much goes into that. St but then I sit down and I just take the first step and it literally takes like kicking myself in the not kicking myself in the butt but like just being like oh, okay you're just gonna sit down and do it I know it's hard I know it feels like ripping off a band-aid slowly but just do the first thing the first thing just open your laptop if you need <clears throat> excuse me I'm still a little sicky if you need to you know if it's writing an essay like open your laptop and log in just log in and look at everything as like this minuscule step because every little step is is taking us there. Just because, you know, you feel you've made a habit of it doesn't mean it's going to be your habit forever. Um, nothing is permanent and you absolutely are capable of not procrastinating. <laughs> so like, I think it'd be powerful for you to sit down and just be like, okay, where is this coming from? Am I trying to avoid something else in my life? Um, it also doesn't have to be that deep. It does not have to be that deep. If if that feels stressful for you, like not everything is that deep, but that is something that could help somebody who is procrastinating. Um, but 
yeah, step by step, chunk by chunk. Chunk is such a disgusting word, but I am just freaking chunking it up for some reason. I can't stop saying it. So chunk it up. <laughs> um, and yeah, consider those energetics. Consider that shame cycle, just being aware of it and knowing that you are not a shameful person for procrastinating is super duper helpful. Uh, and yeah, I hope that helped. Okay. This question is a doozy. Um, it says, when I'm around my mom, she activates my worst self, so I stay away. What is wrong with me? My heart, nothing is wrong with you. My heart, just like, I'm getting emotional. My heart is like going out to you right now because I know how that feels. And very specifically, believe me, I know how that feels. Um... And I remember when I first saw this question, I was like, holy crap, because just know I see you, okay? That's a real thing. Um, nothing is wrong with you. I've felt the same way in the past where I'm like, something must be wrong with me if like every time I have this knee-jerk response. But not, first of all, yeah, nothing is wrong with you. Secondly, um, you know, Staying away, you said it so you stay away, is not a bad thing right now. Okay, there, I don't know your details with your relationship with your mom. I don't know the specifics of it. I don't know, um, like, I don't want to say the severity, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's like little triggers and sometimes it's like genuinely unsafe environment like so if I just want to preface this by saying like if you are in an unsafe environment um then th that is like a whole different ball game that like I'm not equipped to advise give advice on besides saying like reach out to somebody who you know you feel uh safe with and a professional perhaps uh just like keep yourself safe first and foremost now I'm gonna go into this question as though it is a type of relationship where she just triggers, not just, but where she triggers things in you where, you know, you guys butt heads a lot. She activates your worst self, you said. Um, and that, that, that often happens, especially in our closest relationships with our parents, because um, I think with parents, it's like they see a lot of themselves in us, right? And often they don't want us to grow up to make the same mistakes that they did. So they kind of project onto us and they want us to not quote unquote mess up in the ways that they did. Like if, if your mom cares really deeply or maybe your mom is like aloof and she's the opposite of that and she doesn't seem to care, like whichever it is, like there's such a fine, fine, like specific dynamic between like parent and child, like mother and, and child and, um, <laughs> It's, it's so interesting as we grow up, we start to realize that our parents are not perfect and that is kind of like finding out that, that like, you know, something that we, like, that Santa isn't real. I don't know. I'd, I really hope, oh no, I really hope like super young people don't listen to this. I hope, I hope everybody, <laughs> I just wouldn't want to be the reason somebody found that out. Um. But I, I'm assuming we're all <laughs> 13 and up or something. But if you're 13 and you still... Okay, tangent 
Caitlin, it's all good. You just got to do your thing. So anyway, <laughs> it's like finding out, you know, something kind of heartbreaking where we thought that our parents were perfect and they could do no wrong when we were growing up. And now we see, oh my gosh, my mom is a human with flaws too. And that can be hard to accept. And I think sometimes like a resentment builds where it's like you were supposed to know you were supposed to be the only you were supposed to be the one who could help me. And sometimes there are just things as we're becoming adults where our parents can be there as much as they are are able to. And that can be really, really hard to accept. And the parent sees that too a lot of the time, I think. And oftentimes the parent doesn't know how to handle that and they don't feel good about that. So they might take it out on us and project onto us and and make us feel like we're not enough or, you know, their overbearing love might feel like suffocating and it might feel like them treating us like oh we're never gonna uh, we're never gonna be enough in their eyes we might feel that way um but just remembering like it's okay to take your space and to like sit with yourself and ask yourself like what is coming up like when you say she activates your worst self what is your worst self who is your worst self like what are the traits that you feel that this worst self embodies and I know what you mean when you say that, you know, your worst self, um, but I just want you to know that even that part of you deserves to be loved. That part of you deserves to be looked at. That part of you deserves nourishment and it deserves to be seen and to be given a chance to speak, like to be given a chance to have a hug. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to push that part of you down. You don't have to shun it out or shame it out or shut it out or whatever. Like that part of you is arising and that is okay. And I know it hurts that like somebody who you might be super close to or who you're, you know, you love or is supposed to love you or whatever. Like the fact that that person brings it out, like it can hurt really bad and it can feel so frustrating. But that is like one of the most normal things ever, actually. Like, the people closest to us often trigger us the most. They often know how to hurt us the most. Somebody who loves you the closest can also know exactly what to say to push your buttons or, you know, to to really hurt, you know, because they know the things that you're sensitive about. So this, and this is something that I'm trying to learn about my own relationship with I don't want to give too much information away, but like, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm wicked close to my mom. I love my mom so much. Um, but I've had to learn that the things that there are some things that I just have to accept. I have to accept her as a person with flaws. I have to accept her as somebody who is like doing the best with what she has and, and like doing the best with to love me in the way that she knows how and the way that she was taught to and that doesn't mean that like if something is that doesn't mean that I'm going to not 
protect my peace in the way where I know, okay, if I put myself into this situation, it will not go well. I know that I am not in the mood for it today, or I know that like, I want quality time, but I know that it's where it's very possible that it is not going to be quality time. Like it's okay to, to say, no, I'm going to opt out. No, I'm going to stay away. Like you said in your question, like it's okay to take that time. Um, and if, you know, a relationship with your mom is something that like you want to work on and pursue, then, um, I think it like starts within. And if that time away is what you need, then it's what you need. And I'm not saying like all of this, like, oh, just make excuses and whatever. If she's like not treating you right and that kind of thing, like it's so complicated and it's so delicate. And like, again, like I know nothing about your situation except for what you've told me, which is you feel like your mom activates your worst self. And like, gosh, I just need you to know how normal that is. Like it can be so frustrating, especially as we're getting older, like, if we don't feel fully seen for like the adult that we are for the person that we're becoming, like it's hard for our parents to accept change, like, and not see us as little kids anymore. Sometimes that space is what you need. Um, and like your unconditional love is going to win. Um, but there's no timeline on when it should win or how you should feel and however you feel is how you feel. Um, talk to her about it. If it's something that you feel like you could talk to her about, please. And, um, yeah, I hope that helps. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> let me see how many more questions there are. Okay, there are a few. Okay, there are a few that I'm going to like group together. So this is what I'm, I have a question. How are we affected by unstable environments? And um, let me see. I feel like I could group that with the question that I just answered about the mom question, it's like unstable environments. How are we affected by them? Like we were definitely affected by our environment. I believe like everything is energy. And like when the more that we like tap into our own energy, understand our own energy and like the way that we're truly feeling, you know, connect to our intuition, all that stuff, like the more sensitive we are to environments and, um, we can really feel the energy of a room. Like you can walk into a room and you can feel the energy. You absolutely, absolutely can. That's, I think, an undeniable thing. Um, if anybody tells you that you can't or that you're crazy, it sucks. Like <laughs> always, you know, like we can't assume like just because the room might feel negative, like always ask too, like, is this my energy or is this not my energy or is this coming from outside of me and, and be real with yourself because it honestly might be coming, you know, from within you. But, um, when you know you're in an, an unstable environment, um, I think that, you know, it can totally dysregulate our nervous system. Um, and it can feel suffocating and it's frustrating when we might not be in the position to get out of that environment. Um, and doing everything that we can to ensure our well-being is all we can do. And that's enough. That's more than enough. Like you are equipped with the, the tools that you need within you, but sometimes it's seeking that outside help to uncover those tools. Sometimes it's, you know, getting away for a bit, whether it's staying at a friend's house. Like I know you asked how are we affected by unstable environments. You didn't say how to deal with 
being affected by them. But um, speaking on like my own experience, like I, you know, I don't fully know all of the science of it. I'm not like a mental health professional, but um, I know that we're definitely affected energetically by it. And sometimes we're not in the financial position to get out of the environment. And that's really hard. So just making sure that we like have the people that we can talk to, that we can call, that we can go to. Again, I will just reiterate this over and over again. If you are physically or mentally unsafe, that is a whole nother ballpark. And like, please let somebody know. Um, but yeah, you have like the ability to be safe within yourself protected from energies outside of you you do it doesn't mean that those energies aren't going to affect you that's something that I'm learning like I could let them destroy me or I could do everything in my power to remain in my power and if they still affect me then they do like it's not it's not my fault. It doesn't mean I'm not doing enough. It doesn't mean I'm not protecting my energy, right? Like none of that shit. I'm so sick of that. Like, no, sometimes it just is. And it just hurts. And like, that is okay. Like you are not doing anything wrong if you're hurting. Um, but it's not going to be forever. I promise. And you do have what you need within you to regulate your nervous system to the best of your ability with what you have. And like, Breathing techniques have always helped me a lot. Soothing, um, soothing tapping, um, EFT tapping. Um, there's this thing where like you cross your arms over your chest and I think it's called like bilateral tapping or something like that. And you just like tap right and left and right and left. And it actually um, soothes your nervous system and um, gives the sensation that you're actually receiving a hug. It like signals to the brain the same kind of feeling. Um so that's a nice little thing that you could do. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I know how tough that can be. And I see you and I love you. And thank you for your question. Uh, also, I got a question about how do we heal and process trauma? Everybody does this differently. Like, absolutely, there are different levels of trauma. It doesn't mean that, you know, just because we don't have it as bad as someone else, you know, in our own eyes that like, we're not worthy of healing our own trauma or addressing it as what it is, um, which is trauma. Um, we, we process it by going to therapy. We process it by shake, like, um, shaking energetic. Sh I've seen like this, like shake shamanic shaking technique a lot, like where you just like get up and you like shake it out. You can work with a practitioner for that. I, I don't know why that like was one of the first things that came to my mind. I know that's super random. Sounds kind of crazy, but I, I'm so into that stuff. I'm so into the energetics. So like, I don't know. I don't, that just like came through. So if that's something that sparked somebody's interest listening to this, maybe look into it. It's super cool. Um, movement through talk therapy, through cognitive behavioral therapy, through dialectical behavioral therapy, through um, all forms of therapy, <laughs> um, through maybe working with a coach, with uh, somebody who specializes in processing trauma, processing grief, through going to group programs, through um, uh, sharing openly about it, art therapy, creating. There are so many different ways to process there and heal. There is no one right way to do it and often a bunch of ways. It's a bunch of ways, like the holistic cumulative way of, of doing it that is best for people where it's like, 
this was working for me for a while and now it's not. So I'm going to try this thing or um, I do this and I do this because sometimes I feel like I want to move it through my body and sometimes I feel like I want to sit and talk about it and cry. Like healing, like feeling is healing. Crying, like tears are releases of energy and they are like clearing. It's it's like letting them stream down the face. I saw this thing one time about like when your tears fall, like you don't have to wipe them away super fast. Like let just let them fall and just being with it, you know, is really powerful. Dancing. Um so many different ways and in it there's no again there's no timeline there's no should on like how fast you should be healed and like is there ever a point where we are fully 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 100,000% healed I don't know I I don't freaking know um but do I think so personally in my opinion no I don't think so I think you know it's always there a little bit but it's part of what makes us and shapes us and it's what we choose to do with it Um, just always coming at healing and processing trauma from an empowered mindset, I think is huge. Like if anybody is trying to take the power out of your hands and telling you that you are never going to be okay again, or if somebody is trying to tell you like, it is always going to be this way. Um, I just, I don't really vibe with that. Um, yes, like we might be like diagnosed with something, Um, and knowing like this is always going to be something that I have but it doesn't have to be this is always going to be something that's going to like ruin my life it can be like just knowing that there is always a way to live a life with whatever you are going through It, it just coming at it from an empowered mindset and not like taking the power away from yourself to know that like this is something like you can be with you can be with it don't have to feel good about it you don't have to be like I'm just gonna be positive like that's not what I'm saying but like finding your way might take a really long time but like having that support system if it's medication like that you need like whatever it is like there's just no shame here there's no shame in this in this podcast and no shame in this house like Whatever it is, you are a worthy human being. Um, okay, I'm going to f- finish it out on this question. It's basically the last question. I do have a few other ones, but they hopefully were answered in the other questions. So I'm going to close out on this one, which is how do you maintain the balance between having, between healing and having fun with living life? And I love this question because it really is a balance. It really, really is a balance. And I don't think that they have to be mutually exclusive. I think healing and having fun with life is one and the same. I think that we can view going out and having a freaking crazy night as healing. You know, just because in somebody's book it's not the most healing activity for them doesn't mean that we have to feel shameful for it and feel like we're doing something wrong or feel like like we're not healing in the right way or that we're like backtracking on our healing journey because we decided to like get drunk or we decided to sleep with our ex or something like that. Like I think finding that balance is key, finding Like, okay, I did this thing and it was so fun. Yay, I'm living life. 
And now like that I'm home, my body is kind of, I just, I just paused the recording by accident, but like we might say, you know, I just got home from this crazy, awesome vacation where I wilded out and now I'm home. And like, I really feel like I just want to like go within for a little while and like, so do that. So do that. Like never pushing anything beyond its limit, I think is the way that we find balance, whether that be healing or whether that be having fun. If we're having so much fun that it starts to feel detrimental and exhausting and like it's adding, you know, what it starts to feel like it's taking away from our life more than it's feeding our life, just being aware of that and asking, okay, well then what would feed my life right now? And it's probably going to, the pendulum's probably going to swing back the other way to, you know, doing something that feels like it's part of your healing journey. But again, everything is part of your healing journey. Life is just life. It's just life. It's, it's life. It is just life. Like that is something that I've had to just drill into my head. Like it's not this or that. It is simply life. Having fun is healing. Healing is having fun. So that's my answer. And um, that that's that on that. This is definitely my longest episode that we've ever recorded. If you stuck with me all the way to the end, please give this podcast a five-star rating because it really helps the podcast. A review would be awesome. If you feel so inclined, shoot me a DM on Instagram. On Instagram, I am at uncomplicatedpodcast and my main account is at Caitlin A. Burns. It's C-A-I-T-L-Y-N-A-B-U-R-N-S. Go follow me on there. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. If you have any requests, if you have any ideas for future episodes, let me know. I'm always open to your ideas. I want to hear your ideas. I want to hear what you thought about this. So yeah, I really hope that answering these questions, you know, to the best of my ability helped some of you who asked to gain clarity on your questions. And those of you who are tuning in to listen to the questions and the answers, I hope that they gave you some insight on whatever it might be that you're moving through. Um, I love y'all so much. I appreciate y'all more than words. You might have noticed there are ads on the podcast now. Thank you for sticking through, for listening. Um, that, you know, that is how we are, you know, starting to starting to build this up. And that is so exciting. So I just appreciate you guys so much. Um, check out the link in my bio for coaching, for the ebook, and for all things, all things uncomplicated. And remember, as always, it is your right to feel good again. Love you.